This episode of That Niku Mama is sponsored by The Thrifting Den. If you want premium branded baby and kids clothing, then look no further. The Thrifting Den is your one-stop thrift and consignment shop. Get premium brands for pre-love prices. Shop now at www.thethriftingden.com. Howdy everyone, welcome to That Niku Mum, a podcast where we share the stories of New Zealand parents who have had a baby in a neonatal unit across the country. If you didn't know, my name is Shan, I am an ex-Niku Mum um, of three boys, two of which were in the Niku, my twins, Bo and Luca, were born at 32 weeks, and um, we have a wee singleton, Angus, who is a full-termer, so been on both sides of it. Um, and I am quite passionate, obviously, about sharing NICU stories and making sure that NICU parents um, feel supportive and supported and have a safe space where they are able to share the ups and downs of their journey without fear of, uh, you know, not rejection, but judgment and to just have a place where other people just get it without having to be without having to be explained so that's who I am and that's why I'm here today we are speaking with Maddie whose son Jasper was born at 33 weeks and five days um while she was up in Auckland having her baby shower she's from Rotorua originally well not originally but they live in Rotorua um and they were up in Auckland for the baby shower and Jasper came um it turned out that she uh I don't know if it was confirmed or not but it seemed like she had had a placental abruption um and it was pretty touch and go for both of them she ended up having a c-section under general um but Jasper was born quite healthy um they even think that their dates might have been wrong because of how healthy and how well he did through um, their skaboo journey. So they started in North Shore and then they got transferred back to Rotorua skaboo after just over a week. So I'll let her tell all the details and give the ins and outs of their journey. And yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, sure thing. So hi, my name is Maddie and I married to my husband Callum and have been for over three years and we are first-time parents to a little boy called Jasper and we originally grew up in Auckland but we now live in Rotorua. I moved down here for my husband's work and built a house here and I've also got a three-year-old border collie called Bodhi. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much a little family unit and yeah. Cool. So do you want to start at the beginning of your pregnancy with Jasper? You said that it was quite an easy, straightforward pregnancy. So do you just want to talk us through how you ended up with this easy pregnancy to this little <laughs> baby? Um, sure thing. So um, I found out with Jasper that, um, that I was pregnant with him at about three weeks, I think. So I did take a test um, earlier in the week and that one, that was like the first test I'd taken because um, after two years of being married, we were like, we should probably start thinking about our family and, you know, these sorts of things. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so the first test came back negative and we were like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's early days. This is just, you know, it just started. Yeah. And then I took another one and then like by the end of the week, 
and then that one was positive and we're like oh my god it's happening like that excitement but also shock of being like oh my god you know shit's getting real yeah yeah um, and it feels like yeah, the it's... longest pregnancy ever eh, when you find out that early you're like oh. yeah and it's just like oh like keeping that little well like not secret but like sort of celebrating being like yeah yeah just so exciting but also like okay you know but it was good because I had known I'd obviously been playing it for a while so made sure I like had been avoiding things and like no alcohol things so it was kind of good like it was like all part of part of the plan and we're very blessed that it happened yeah quite quickly and things um but yeah so that kind of happened and then um it was quite funny when I found out though because uh I was in our ensuite and my husband was in our walk-in wardrobe and like right next door so I didn't get to do the whole like cute little yeah. reveal form as you see online and I was like oh that's so sweet didn't get it recorded like none of that it was just like in the moment like oh my gosh so yeah it was really special that he was there like not in the room like right next door but um when yeah, I was, when I found out I was pregnant with the twins like my period was like work and it didn't oh, come and we weren't trying but it, it, my period was late and I was like I need to test and I took it at work I like went oh, to no. in the morning and then I went to the supermarket and bought a test and then I went and took it at work and it was positive and I like oh. I rang him and I was like you are never gonna guess what like the most the least romantic like oh. surprise we're pregnant thing ever also never <laughs> went back to the gym after that day oh that's so, so funny um yeah it's funny how like everyone's stories are like so different but yeah so special like each to their own mm. which is cool um and then yeah a few days after that went to the doctor confirmed it was blood test had the dating scan and everything so that was cool and just seeing it like that first ultrasound like mm. oh my gosh like this is our baby this is happening like it's yeah, just yeah. so surreal like yeah and just I think just first time parents it's just like wow so much learning and things so that was really exciting and then obviously 12 week and everything like yeah clear and normal so all the tests and things um so that was pretty sort of pretty straightforward and then um except in my first trimester I did have two sort of um leads I guess you'll call them one was sort of less on them like it was more on the minor side as such um was like more spotting things and then um the next one was actually probably a bit more serious that I ended up actually go to hospital for um my husband and I were just a bit like okay this isn't normal this isn't you know and obviously there was that fear of holy shit like has, is this is this the end of the pregnancy like it was our biggest fear and just seeing obviously again sorry too much info but the, that amount of blood and things and being like so I was quite glad that we did do the right thing and do seek medical attention for that um yeah. I spent like a day or two I think it was like or a day and a half um in hospital and then they checked everything and they were like your cervix is closed it's not baby's blood things like that so I was like okay I can like breathe a little and know that this isn't good but this isn't like completely tragic like I thought you know I was preparing for the worst because I yeah. guess when that happens and they never like... tell you that it's it's not normal to bleed but it's very mm. common yeah and that's I guess something that I learned along the way was like yeah that some yeah some of my other friends are like oh yeah I had the most funny things and this and that and I was like oh my gosh like I thought there was just nothing yeah so, yeah but I do have um something called von Willebrand so my blood doesn't necessarily clot and it is kind of like on my medical history and things so I think even though there was no sort of answer for it it kind of came back there's unexplained but then sort of like linked in with that yeah, but yeah. um yeah luckily it did sort of stop and things like that I had some meds and was just kind of but I did mention it to my midwife and like at the time she was like oh it's probably just like that it's probably just you know your your body you know dealing with the pregnancy and things and like in hindsight I mean hindsight's a great thing but you're like 
you know, I did mention it and it was on my medical notes and I was like, is this going to be, you know, something I should look into more? Like, I have never had something like this. Yeah, I mean, I've never been pregnant before, but I've never experienced mm-hmm. something quite so big. And so I was kind of like, and then she was like, no, no, I'll be fine. I was kind of like, oh. so that was, yeah, quite annoying. Yeah, like, it sucks to be like brushed off like that, eh? Yeah. And you know, so like, you've got a, was... a fear and she's supposed to alleviate your fear, not make yeah. you feel stupid. And that's the thing, even like in a smaller town, um, I guess, yeah, it was a bit tricky even finding a midwife. I don't know what it's like um, in other parts of the country, but I know, yeah, they're so hard to find, let alone in smaller towns. And so I think I'd contacted about seven in my first trimester and they were all like, well, sorry, I can't do this date and this and that. And so it was like, I think I ended up by the end being like, okay, so I just had to go through the hospital, which was fine. And I thought, you know, hospital care will be you know, up to the standard and would be really good. But then, yeah, I had one who was not even going to be at the birth. So she was kind of like, again, I was like, oh, I wish I'd kind of looked into more of that. But I guess you've got to go with the options, you know, yeah. that are available to you and what's best for you and Bob. And unfortunately, that was quite limited. And yeah, yeah our midwife was lovely. But again, like people were, were like, oh, have you got like a paper copy of your electronic copy? And was, I mean, again and something I would think of now to do but at the time I had like no idea that that was a thing that you should have your notes mm. you know with you at all times I mean I've got portal and things like that but that's like more like blood tests and GP stuff it's not I didn't have access to that and so yeah things like that I'm like okay so I'm always telling my friends like you know make sure if I'm yeah. going to invite you like these sorts of things so I suppose um, if you've got an LMC they take care of that but even you'd think through the hospital they'd be able to access that information why yeah. should it be up to you to bring like your whole list of what <laughs> tests you've had since you've been pregnant and that's the thing like I obviously took notes on my phone like recorded important things and appointments and like that was all fine so that was it was all up to date and all mm-hmm. things like that but it was kind of like yeah I just wish I'd known that at the time mm-hmm. um and then even like when I went for my scan like it was quite funny because um Oh, sorry. It was the heartbeat, not the scan. Um, when she was testing that, she was like, "It's super hot, hot, like fast." And so she was like, "It's definitely going to be a girl." And I was like, "No, but since I've like got pregnant, I was like adamant I was having a boy." Yeah. And so it was quite funny. And then of course, when we came back, um, yeah, to tell her, and we were like, "It's actually a boy." She was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like in all my experience, it was quite funny. <laughs> like how people have their assumptions about you, your pregnancy, or yeah. Gen- and you're like, yeah. But um, yeah. So we with the twenty week scan we wanted to find out but we got it in envelopes instead of finding out in like a room with like a random we kind of thought okay we'll get an envelope and do something like that um and so that was quite special because we got back to the car and we were um heading towards um heading out to Mexican <laughs> sort of lunch and things and so we, we opened it up and had that special moment just Callum and I so that was really special and then we were going up to Auckland that night. So um, where our family, lots of our immediate family live and um, they had like sort of the pink and the blue stuff. And so even though they were kind of putting on the sort of decorations and the little mini party for immediate family and food and things like that, um, they ordered a pink and a blue cannon and then we sort of grabbed them, looked at them and then sort of went out into the garden and like popped in. So it was quite cool that even though it was like, a gender reveal it was like super low-key like just family and that we could have that moment to us but also surprise them yeah that was really like really special um nothing too too cliche just something nice and yeah nice way to sort of have that special moment to ourselves and then sort of share it with yeah. some of our favorites and the ones who couldn't be there obviously on FaceTime and things um 
but yeah so that was that was pretty cool so yeah other than than that in terms of the pregnancy like I mean I didn't have any morning sickness or anything which yeah I feel sorry for people who do man that it's, yeah it would be so hard but my mum and sister also didn't so I was kind of like when I found out I was pregnant I was like hopefully I'm the yeah. same I think it can but, be genetic because like I had high premises with the twins and then like um, borderline with Angus my singleton but my mum um, had it when she was pregnant as well so I think it's, yeah, it's a little bit a little bit yeah. genetic but Hopefully next time you, if, well, if there is a next time, you yeah. don't get it and prove, prove our theories wrong. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just had like a bit of the minor acid reflux and things like that, but the odd sore back with tiredness, like all sort of the token. Um, but yeah, I was working full time. As I said, as a teacher, had my little class of junior school. And every time I came back from a midwife appointment, they would ask me, where's the baby? And I was like, not quite yet. So it was quite funny going through that with them. And um, one of my colleagues got me one of those like Barbie dolls that was like pregnant. So I was like holding it up and being like, this is what's happening to Mrs. No. And it was quite funny, like, yeah, trying to avoid some questions, but sort of like, yeah, people sort of go along with it, which was quite cool. So every, yeah. never a dull moment with, with junior no. school or children in general. <laughs> um, so that was, that was quite cute. Um, and so, yeah, so the rest of it was pretty pretty good so I just tried to yeah obviously rest when you can um I'm just yeah as I said attend all those appointments and scans and things and keep an eye on yeah I did have like low iron b12 but I've had that like all my life so again it wasn't like shock horror it was kind of like okay I just got to keep on top of it and there's actually a point in my pregnancy in the second trimester where they were like you're sort of the baby's taking more from you than um, you're actually consuming. So they were like, you need to update uh, up your intake and water and things. And so that was good to know and be able to sort of manage that from there on. Uh, and my, yeah, my work was really supportive and they took away some of my duties and things. So that was really cool um, and amazing to have that support from friends, family and colleagues and our sort of village down here. Um, and then yeah so with the pregnancy towards so the trimester so um I had like a mini baby shower in Rotorua where sort of our friends are at work and then um because Callum and I my husband and I both grew up in Auckland my mum and sister wanted to like put on like a Auckland one with like some yeah. of our childhood friends and fan like um sort of bigger main one um and so we were gearing up for that and heading to Auckland and I remember mum being like chuck your hospital bag in and I was like don't be ridiculous it's six weeks out like as if as if I'm gonna need it like but then I remember I think Helen said something like oh just just put it in keep it happy you know yeah. <laughs> at this rate it's not even like mum can <laughs> yeah actually like that much like there's the basics in there but you know I hadn't got around to having the hooping cough vaccine yet and those sorts of things that were like on my checklist like when I finish work I've got the holidays I do this and this yep. finish the nesting and things and so we put it in whatever was in it but as I said it was like the bare minimum um and things and so that was all my and then we sort of headed to headed to Auckland um and that was yeah again yeah sort of no pain no bleeding things like that I know nothing out of the ordinary and then woke up had the baby shower on the Saturday and that was cool like again wasn't stressed wasn't overdoing it like you know your baby shower everyone's sort of like bringing you stuff and like yeah. food and drinks and stuff so it was a great old time and then yeah it was kind of what well, was the Sunday sort of woke up and was like didn't sleep that well that night but wasn't like in pain or anything it was just like one of those states where you're just like oh pregnancy and not mm. can't quite get comfortable 
Um, and then, yeah, went to have like a shower. And of course, like we're, Callum's packing the car up. We're like heading back home. We've got work on Monday. Like, so this is a Sunday. So, and then I just kind of like got out of the shower. And it was just like that clear sort of like fluid dripping down my leg. And I was like, that's really random. Like pregnancy is, you've got a lot of random things happening to your body and things like this. But being like, okay, that hasn't happened before. Um, and then being like, okay. And then it kind of like, I kind of brushed off. I was kind of like, oh, like it was kind of like, surely, you know, it'll be fine. And I knew I had to wet myself because I just got out of the shower and like, it was just that clear and clear color, um, no odor and things. And then it kind of happened a little bit more. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, to Cal, like this is happening. And then, um, yeah. And my mum was kind of like overheard and she's like, what? And so oh, I kind of became like a family affair and being like, mm, this isn't quite ideal. Like maybe we should just get in contact and just get a second opinion and things do you know what? So, when my waters broke with the twins it was at my baby shower oh wow yeah I literally got up to cut the cake but it was the same thing it was like my mum was there my mother-in-law was there and like, the, <laughs> the whole family and they're all just like looking around and they're like oh what's happening and they all like have to have a look yeah <laughs> and like give oh, their my. opinion one auntie was in the back going like don't panic don't panic and she's like panicking oh it's always when there's like people around it yeah so yeah I didn't have quite quite the crowd but I had like obviously mum and husband and things and then um I think we tried calling my midwife at the time but she wasn't it was the weekend and she doesn't work weekends or there was like couldn't couldn't get hold of her anyway I tried a few times so um yeah so we kind of left that and we're like we're just like we're close to North Shore Hospital we're in Auckland we're in the North Shore and so I think we just end up ringing it and just being like hey this is just what's happening we're about to get in the car and drive two and a half three hours mm. what do you think just wanted your opinion um because we would have run Rotorua Hospital but obviously being in Auckland we were like yeah yeah most, yeah easiest option and closest place to go and then they were like oh like you've done the right thing like you know have you contacted your midwife and we were like we've tried but can't get hold of it and so they're like oh just just come in just come in for check out so there I was like with my little day bag like okay well you know best to be on the safe side first time you know all this learning I want I want bubs to be safe and because I had is it the anterior placenta so I didn't really like I could feel bubs move like when Jasper was a inside but like I didn't have like really strong movements like mm -hmm. some people be like oh I can feel this kick and this and like I felt a move but it was always like quite faint and yeah. so I feel like yeah. when it gets further along as well they change so like with the yeah. twins I was the same I only ever really got like like jabs jabs mm. And it wasn't like super, like you couldn't really see big things on the outside. But with, yeah. with Angus and I would get to like 37, 38 weeks, you can, it's like big rolls and you can, oh, wow. it's weird. But it's definitely, yeah, as well as the placenta, because the twins were the same. I had anterior placenta and with mm. Angus I didn't. But I think when they get further along, the movements change and that's yeah. when you get the really big, like, oh, that's a knee, oh, that's a butt type <laughs> thing that you can't really differentiate up until then yeah and so it was kind of like yeah they're like have you found movement and I was like yeah but like even like throughout my whole pregnancy like yeah I felt movements but it was just like real subtle like it wasn't anything mm. big so I couldn't and they're like count this count that and I was like I don't really know like how to like count yeah, it's like yeah. I'm trying to focus and I'm trying to do all the things they say and sort of you know recall the times of day or things but it was just um and so yeah went into North Shore Hospital and they were like amazing they were like super you know, super chill being like, okay, we just, you know, it's just a precautionary thing, um, CTG monitor, I think that's what it's called, yeah. um, around the belly, and they're like, 
um, his heart rate's good, like, you know, he's happy as, and I just had, that was the thing I forgot to mention earlier, was, so this is the Sunday, and then on the Thursday, like, a few days before, I'd been in for a scan, and, like, because I think he, yeah, so my husband's six foot four, and his granddad's six foot seven, so they were like, he's quite long, and I was like, mm-hmm. no surprises there, but they just wanted to, like, check, because they were like, he's measuring, not so much big, but they were like, just quite the length and things, and so yeah. they were like, and so I remember an OB um, saying, like, saying potentially that he would come early. And I was like, okay, like, preparing maybe one, two weeks. So I was like, okay. But I didn't expect anything else. Like, as I said, this is all new territory for yeah. us. And we didn't know anyone else who had been through anything like this. And so I had that extra scan on the Thursday. And they were like, everything looks good. Um, and they said, yeah, there was, you know, all the fluid and everything. And there was no cause for concern that's why I got in the car and went to Auckland for the baby shower yeah and so yeah so on the Sunday I was like to them okay I just wanted to check this out and I said our last scan a few days ago you know was and I had the pictures of, on my phone at that point of things and they were like okay like you know that's cool um and then they ran some tests and things and then they were like everything like looks again and normal and range they were like you know he's he's settled and things like um, and then they were like, oh, we'll just, you know, again, sort of precautionary. Oh, we'll just do one last test just to check to see if the waters are broken. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And again, I was kind of like naive and like, surely not. Like, you know, with their trimester. Yeah. It's, yeah. As if. And then I just sort of remember being like, uh, so if this, this, this one, one, they were like, if this changes color, that means it has. And like, obviously I had that thing in the morning where I was like, maybe it happened, but I think cause it's like so different to what you get told. Like it was not the big gushing that I was like, no. surely that wasn't them. Yeah. And then they were like, I just remember their faces being like, um, yeah, they, they have broken up. I remember just being like that sort of like shocking, like, oh my gosh. And yeah, like, again, no, not knowing. Oh, yeah. like, like, shut up. Yeah. Just being like, oh, like, holy shit. Like, is this happening? Like, and I didn't realize that when they had broken, I thought the baby would just be coming right there and yeah, then. Like, that's what's on the movies yeah the waters like, break and then all of a sudden they're like oh my god my contractions were 30 seconds apart we need to go to the hospital not yeah and so i was like <laughs> so i was like nah it can't have been like and then they were like and i was like holy shit and so my husband's in the room and we were like oh my gosh and so yeah things from just a little checkup and my little yeah. sort of like on the route on the way home uh, they were like, yeah, you need to stand for monitoring. And they were like, we don't know, like, because at this stage, everything was sort of calm and sort of like, okay, for what, you know, um, for what was happening. But they were like, this isn't like ideal, but they were like, it's not, it's not go time. Like right now, like they were kind of like trying to keep up, keep us as calm as possible. But um, yeah, obviously, until it's like ringing, ringing mom, updating. And so I think it was a bit of a shock because like, yeah, everyone was kind of like, what? You were just, you've just seen your baby shower. We, we were doing guess the day. We weren't expecting it. <laughs> and so, yeah, it kind of went from being like a little check up to, okay, this is, this is actually sort of spirit. This is happening now. So yeah. So I had the two or the round of steroids and then 24 hours later, the next so I guess had that your was... contractions started at all in that time or you no, still just that was like the thing like I had a bit of pain and things but like not like not too hmm. not not contractions as such at that point and so that's why I was like shit like yeah again they don't prepare you for this even all the antenatal classes or anything we went to was like nothing prepares you and so that sort of happened and then um I think we were in like the 
maternity ward and so there was like the maternity side and then there was like the birthing mm. and so I was just there for monitoring and then over the next couple of days we kind of like kept getting yeah the contractions would sort of start um so not that day not on the Sunday but sort of on the Monday things sort of ramped up and then they're like well we into birthing by like, it's actually happening to her and then I think it happened twice and then a third time so that was on the Monday and then yeah again everything dropped off I was like nah it's not happening cervix is still closed and I was like like what's happening like one minute we're getting told waters are broken he's you know potentially coming sooner rather than later and the next minute I was like oh no no you know everything's still so it was kind of like that confusion of being like I don't know like you know how long he's going to be here what and sort of how how this is going to work did they, uh, they were trying you to through use... any of the possibilities like did they tell you about what would happen if he was born or whatever yeah so we were quite lucky because I think one as soon as they said the waters are broken and that he was going to come definitely like pretty much before his um due date so a lady did come down from this the North Shore Skaboo and talked to us and um was lovely and said you know babies at this so he was at the so this point he was just over 33 weeks mm -hmm. um so she was like you know you're in your third trimester so she was like we've had babies you know all different sort of um gestations and things and so she says the ones who are you know in their sort of 30s and things she's like they tend to do like relatively well unless there's like other underlying health issues and then she actually took my husband up for a tour of the skaboo being like um to show him around so I didn't go but Callum went and so I think that was kind of like reassuring oh not mm, yeah, as if yeah not reassuring yeah. not somewhere you really want to be like you know having a look around but it was kind of like so he sort of knew what to expect yeah um and so they did sort of sit us down over that time and say like he is coming sooner um and so that's when I think that sort of things happened with the tour and things yeah um and so it was just preparing ourselves and just being on that bed rest. And I, yeah, as I said, I guess I went in there thinking he was potentially, yeah, he may be coming earlier and things, but I didn't realize that I wasn't leaving the hospital mm. as such until he was like here at that point. Um, and then, so it got to the Wednesday and then, um, so Wednesday afternoon, it was like late afternoon, early evening. And that's when things sort of ramped up again. And it was to the point where I was just getting like so tired and, even though you know I was trying my best to like yeah as I said we to keep him and at that point and then it got to the point where it was just like yeah they were like it's he's actually in distress and his heart rate dropped and then they were like yeah but you were being like on the CTG pretty much the whole time yeah and so it yeah it was that sound that stays in your mind from mm -hmm. gosh wherever um and so yeah like he would have times during early in the day where it'd be like normal normal and you could see it and then it would just be like yeah he'd just have these like drops and it was just getting in distress mm -hmm. um and so they kind of got to the point where sort of so the Wednesday night was when things sort of kicked off and that's when I started getting really like really bad contractions and then they were like oh unfortunately you're not dilating as much as we need you to and things and then so um had the green whistle and things and it was just like trying everything I was just like nah and I actually got to the point where I was like actually let's just you know like we need let's just get them out and so they kind of came out and we had yeah amazing doctor and like surgeon and things and they were like came out and they kind of were like yeah like you're in distress now you're in pain Bubs is not doing well like he's been okay for the last few days and then sort of having those drops and then now this is like dropped too much and it was just staying down like 
so it was just like if we don't do something now like you know things could deteriorate and this could be terrible like tragic so they were kind of like we need to go and so it kind of went from being like okay let's try and do this like natural and then kind of being like nah let's go for the season and then so um they were like, not uh, your birth plan at all yeah yeah as I said like I guess it was like yeah I didn't have like a set in stone birth plan as I still had like obviously time to think about it and confirm it or, mm. but I never really had anything set in stone like it was more like okay as long as bubs gets here happy and healthy at the end of the day that's all we ever want right but then also you have those things like Uh, for me I was like epidural that was one thing on my list yeah but even even though you know that's not what you want like Mm. you know you don't have something that you really want like water birth or no pain relief or whatever yeah not get those choices yeah and I had that time to think about it yeah yeah I thought you had another six weeks to decide on a birth plan (laughs) even that choice to make a birth plan got taken away yeah, and so I think it was again that that midwife for that week be like, oh, next week we're gonna. Yeah, mine was the same. <laughs> my OB at my twenty-eight week appointment was like, we'll probably discuss a birth plan at your thirty-six week appointment. And I was <laughs> like, maybe we do the thirty-two week appointment, and she was like, okay, yeah, cool. Didn't make it to the thirty-two <laughs> week appointment. <laughs> oh, and that's the thing, just like thinking you've got that time, and then being yeah. like, oh, maybe you know. So yeah, so it was kind of like yeah so it kind of kicked off from there and I remember them coming up and being like okay you know you're going to priority like list but they were actually like we're actually finishing one like we've got to go and finish this one off that there yeah sort of doing and then they were like we'll take you down and so it kind of went from being like sort of my choice being like okay it's happening and then kind of just went downhill from Mm -hmm. there and they were like yeah unfortunately emergency like and they were like because of my like health and things and like they were just preparing for the worst, I think, because my von Willer brands and things and knowing that there was a potential that my blood wouldn't clot, like they kind of just prepared for everything. And so they were like, unfortunately, I did have to go under and things. And I was like, okay, not part of the plan, but mm. you're like, didn't have a choice. But you're also, they were so calm about it and they were like, came in and just explained everything. Like, yeah, it was, that was so reassuring. So Callum scrubbed up and things and I was like, yeah, it kind of went from being like as peaceful as it could to okay, this is happening now. It was go time. Like, and mum's there and she's freaking out. And so it's just like, oh no, I'd like trying to, it wasn't in the room, but just sort of like in the sort of um, outside area. And so yeah. trying to, yeah. And so I went down. Um, and then I remember, yeah, you're like, I'm on the green whistle trying to sign papers. <laughs> you're just like, everything's a bit of a blur, but like everyone's trying I and I remember, to do it, but it looks. At the time, you're just kind of like, bro, read the room. Like, do I yeah. look like I'm in the right state of mind to be signed like, with? Yeah, I was like, can I take one for the team? Like, come on, like, help me out for the Yeah, so. Um, but I remember them going down there and being like, do you know what you're having? Like, they talked to you the whole way. Had the yeah. coming and, and things like that. And I was like, yeah, little boy. And they're like, what are you going to call him? And I was like, we're going to call him Jasper. And then they were like, oh, that's such a nice. And it was so, like, lovely. Like, it was just, like, small talk. But it was, like, so genuine. And they were like, we haven't had a Jasper through for ages. Um. And that kind of led us on to being like, yeah, and I'll talk about just his name a bit, a bit later, how we kind of came to it. But, um, and so, yeah, they're really reassuring. They talked through everything. They're like, hey, this is what we're doing next. This, and so that was, I think, peace of mind because it was like such a freaky thing to be like, so many people, so many lights, new, like, where am I? What's happening? And it just, and then going on the side, like, you're getting tipped on. Like, it was just, yeah. So, um, so that happened and um, Callum was there 
sort of in the room and was like holding my mask on and things at the time and so yeah that was like probably the scariest moment of my life and hearing so like oh you potentials you might wake up and you know you might have breathing tubes and being like oh my gosh like I don't want that but yeah. being like this could happen and the possibility so I think yeah and then so I yeah and I don't know how this happened but somehow I must have I don't know if I asked or my husband asked and I was like gave my phone to one of the nurses was like can you please take photos like I don't again I don't know if that was me or Callum um and then so yeah one of the nurses like took photos of Jasper and things being born which was like amazing um to have them and then after the surgery yeah they were kind of like you might be a bit groggy and things and I remember just like waking up eyes ping open being like I think they were a bit like what was she came around quick and being like where's Callum where's the baby you know what's happening and then they're like coming back and then they're trying to do all the checks on things and I think they were kind of expecting to like wheel me back to sort of my room as such because it's quite lucky to have our room at that point um and then I was kind of like no no like I really want to see and so you know Callum and see and then he'd come back down so he'd gone with um Jasper to Skaboo mm -hmm. and they actually said the amazing thing as well at North Shore they were like to um my mum and dad they were like if you wait you know outside the lift they're like we're actually gonna wheel like you know the baby passed so they were like even though you can't come into skaboo because the no visitor things unless you're the biological parents they're like you actually get to see him and have like a few like because by then he was always like he was breathing on his own and things like that like they and his apgar school his first initial school wasn't so great but then they kind of like gave it a few minutes and then it sort of went um and yeah it sort of got better and so that was um and so yeah so that was quite quite special that, that and they thought of those sorts of things um and so Cal went with him settled him in there and then came back down and then yeah I think he could see and he could advocate for me that I was like no like we want to go and see him now and sort of so when everything was sort of clear and they sort of gave us that permission then yeah got wheeled up to the Skaboo in North Shore and got to um, see him and I think initial shock being like oh my gosh like he is tiny like I haven't seen a baby that young and like how, how big was he like, around you uh, so he was 2.6 kg so he was not like your typical tiny tiny frame like he was pretty good size um so I think that's about like 5.7 pounds and he was like 50 centimeters so he was like long yeah <laughs> um and so yeah they were really good at explaining um my, my full term us. for angus my full term baby was 53 centimeters oh wow so and yeah the twins i'm just looking at their birth posters hmm. the twins were 38 and 39 so he was super long yeah <laughs> so we always thought he was gonna be like a long baby but yeah. like we didn't expect actually compared to the others i know you're not like, like meant to look at that i was like oh my god yeah. he yeah, so he didn't look like super like he was like small but not like super tiny like yeah. compared to some of the others so yeah and he did have the ng tube on and he was on the uh, i think the oxygen at that point and again jaundice so the billy blankets and things so that was all like new learning learning about that thing um and so yeah i was pretty lucky because even though i was like joked up probably from the surgery and things and i'd had the green and had the <laughs> and been in surgery and things like they still callum was there and i still actually got to hold him all that time so that was like amazing because i think as soon as they were like emergency c-section i was like you know i, I need to you know i was thinking about how he safe he was going to be and how things and i kind of had like the worst case scenario in my head because i was just like i don't know what to expect 
Um, and so to be able to, yeah, to be able to see him and hold him. And then he's like, so like, so tired and just like, obviously think, and he's still trying to like suckle. And they were like, oh, I think he's like a bit much for tonight, but he's like trying. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was kind of a crazy, crazy time. Um, yeah. And surreal. And Callum's like taking photos. And I was like, those photos do not need to resurface. Like, so nice to have. And I was like, <laughs> my eyes. Those are like, not for public consumption. Yeah. They're not not for public, just just for us. But um, yeah. And then I ended up going like, yeah, sort of being like, okay, I do need to go rest now. Like I've just had to. I think I think it's just adrenaline and just yeah, you know yeah. And so I did go back, and then yeah, luckily the bed um and the rooms are just around the corner from that skaboo, so that was quite quite good. And then yeah, next morning they were like, you need to take it easy. You need to, you know, take a wheelchair because obviously it's so much warmer in the skaboo. Like again, it's not something you learn about or you think about, but you go from sort of the like normal hospital, it's like air conditioned to whoa, with sort of heat of being in those it's rooms. So hot in there. <laughs> yeah. I get why, but man, it's like middle of winter and you're like singing yeah. it on and you're like so um so yeah they were like oh like you know get you know get someone to wheel you and things like that and so um but I was kind of like no like I don't know why again it's just like no like I'm feeling okay like and so I ended up walking there and they were kind of like okay but just make sure you like rest when you're there mm. um and yeah spent sort of from there on out spent like every day like as yeah the whole day taking like learning about his care at that point learning about and obviously trying to change nappies and feeds with the like cords and everything it's obviously new learning and just sort of like the best way to hold them and sort of when they're um in the incubators and things so yeah it was kind of like yeah such a shock but being like okay we've got to do this now this is you know he's here what do we do next so mm. yeah also being like yeah the scary side of it but also trying to be like strong for him yeah, and yeah. yeah just take it one day at a time and just listen to the advice of the pediatricians and the doctors and nurses and sort of go from there it's um, hard as well I think because like it's your first baby so you're still trying yeah. to like learn how to parent my husband had never changed a nappy before like before yeah. we had the twins and the first time he had to change a nappy was in an incubator oh yeah like changing your nappy is hard we're learning yeah. just little things that you don't get to like learn mm. properly as, well, like as take parent. your time with like yeah. you're just watching you and you're like no pressure yeah they're like yeah. right there like oh you shouldn't do it that way oh, oh I don't know what I'm fucking doing yeah <laughs> and it's like learning about like I think we were there it was like the first meconium and things so we're yeah. like oh, is, this, is this normal and they were like what's up <laughs> Like, yeah, and then when they like tried to give you like part of the cord a few like when it was dried up like later on and things, I was like, okay. When we had um, Angus and his cord like started coming off, it was like really red and like angry yeah. looking, and I was like, this is infected. And I think because yeah. <laughs> we never saw it with the twins, we just turned up one day and it had come off. Oh. And yeah, I like sent it to her. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is infected. She's like, no, that's just yeah. how it's supposed to look. I was like, well, I don't know. I've never seen this before. I've never seen this. No one teaches you about that. They don't explain that after they talk about cutting the cord. But yeah. we don't know. <laughs> and then sort of, yeah, so they must, his must have come off and they, they must have kept it like when he was a bit older and things. So I was like, because I remember turning up and being like, what's that? And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I was also tried to, you know, sing to him, talk to him, and like take him like, further down the track, like little black and white books and things. I don't know how much he was actually taking in, but it was just like trying to, I guess, that teacher side of me. 
um, yeah, always wanting. I mean, I was that sort of child who had my teddy bears lined up, was doing the role and things. So I think it was always ingrained to me that I wanted to be that sort of mum one day and things. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty special being there, like, oh, my God, it's our baby. But it was also hard because, yeah, again, with North Shore, we weren't allowed to have any visitors, so it was Calvin and I. And so we were trying to, like, bask in the newborn ba bubble, but also be like, this isn't what we plan. Like, no one, no one teaches you about this. And trying to, yeah, just trying to take it one day at a time and, was like, support each other and things. in your guys' families? What was that? Was he a first grandchild in your guys' families? Uh, on my husband's side, yes, and um, this, yeah, first boy um, on my family side. Again, so much. Grandson. Like, you don't get the, these, like, special moments with these yeah. first and, like, with your important people. Yeah, and people coming to see you at bedside, and that's something going back into, like, the maternity ward, like, hearing the other babies cry and be like, mm -hmm. I didn't get that chance. Like, yeah. yeah, I guess that was part of the mourning process, was being like, I didn't get to that part of being uncomfortable, or, like, things like that, and even people being like, oh, you're so lucky, and it's like, oh, I would have, like, actually, you know, like, given the chance, like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's comments like that. You're sort of like, mm, that, yeah, very, that. very hard to deal with. Like, I had a a friend who was like, oh, I wish I had my baby early, and I was oh, like, yeah, we had like, the twins know. at 32 weeks in lockdown, so we were in NICU oh, by geez. ourselves. Uh, like, so I've 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 been full term pregnant. It's shit. It sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm not mm. negating that. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. You're uncomfortable and everything. But do not say to someone that's just had an early baby, oh, I wish mm. I could have my baby early. Like, read the room. Yeah. Or they go, oh, you got to have them enjoy the newborn bubble longer. <laughs> or like, you got to have them more snug. And you're like, yeah, but I would have preferred got, that. You got to have the good night's sleep because the nurses looked after. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time someone Honestly. Says that. <laughs> no Honestly. Thanks. I'd be so rich. Right. Do you know what pumping is? Have you, do you have to do that on the schedule? Do you know how you hard know? it is to bring in your milk from a pump instead of a baby? Because it's not. Yeah. Fun. And that's the thing, your body being like, what is going on? Like, you have yeah, surgery to this and that. Oh, it's just. Yeah. So even that, trying to collect the colostrum and all of that was like, yeah, it was such a. And then people trying to teach you things and you're like, whoa, I'm just trying to rest. And they keep coming in and just need to do arms. And you're like, I appreciate it. But also like, whoa, like, yeah. And in that time leading up to before he was born, before I had my um, C-section, I think there was a chance that they had like come in to do a blood test and then they hadn't sent it down the tube. So they like, there was like some tube that they sent it down or at another time they hadn't numbered them one to three and so I reckon I think I'd done like seven blood tests in one day and by the end of that I was like no more blood tests I'm a thin cushion I do not want to deal with this so yeah it was yeah I'm probably rambling a bit now but um and so yeah so that was like yeah such a surreal experience being like okay this is the cards we've been given we've got to you know make the most of this and do what we can and catch the doctor in the morning when they do their rounds and talk to the nurses and we they had the little whiteboard above his head and we wrote like if he has any tears can you please let us know or things like that so we can be here for her um because we were obviously yes just down the corridor but even when I was discharged um just or if he moved or things so that we don't walk into Skibu and we'll be like where is he like because mm. one day they that, do like, do that they just move him and yeah. say anything and then you walk in and you're like this is not my baby yeah well you're like that's an empty bed yeah so that was um yeah but yeah that first night of when I was discharged and then 
having to leave the hospital and being like, yeah, not pregnant, but you're not with your baby. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can watch the bonnie anyway. Like it was just, that was, that was really difficult. And I think because nothing prepares you for that, let alone anything to do with that sort of journey as a prem or skabu or niku, like yeah. nothing. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many times people explain it to you, you're kind of like, you got to experience it yourself and everyone's experiences are so different. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was really hard. I remember Callum trying to take a picture of me being like, you know, you've been discharged. And I was just like, I, I can't. Like, I was like, this is not the, the, the time place for this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm happy to be going home. But I was like, I I want to be, have my baby with me. So, yeah. um, but we were pretty lucky because when I did get, just, when I did get discharged, um, my family live in like Milford. So sort of five minutes from the hospital. So we were quite lucky that, um, and I had those sort of, available options Callum was in between jobs so he had a lot of time to spend with Jasper and I to take us up there and sort of spend that and be there um as I said for his care and to talk to those people we needed to so although it was like not ideal and sort of yeah and having and then I bought one of the double um electric pumps and taking the EVM um express breast milk in every day and sort of things um yeah as much as I could in trying to do that um, so he was, yeah, he was mainly there for like feeding, growing, those sorts of things. Um, pretty straightforward. And the bit of the up and down with the jaundice. Mm. So like there was one point where they were like, he's off the lights and things are sort of leveled out. And then like two days later, they were like, oh, we had to put him back on. And I was like, oh no, like you think, you know, one step forward, two steps back. And it was like, you know, I thought we'd tick that off the list and we were focusing on the next thing. And it was kind of like, but um yeah I mean it is what it is and it was for his best and you're like he's not even like it's not even an issue that far along and then you look back at photos and you're like yeah he was like <laughs> I tried to play with the doctor or like the nurse that he that he was fine but no he was definitely needed that when you see them though they're like oh they're, they're so tanned and then you're yeah. like, now you're like bro that's yellow <laughs> yeah um and so so yeah but we had yeah so we had some really really nice nurses there um, there's always one or two that you're like, <laughs> but my, in this big scheme of things, and yeah, we were very lucky with, as I said, it, yeah, after my C-section, when I was still in hospital, we actually had the girl who'd done it, who was only like, probably like four or five years older than me. And she was like, you know, like, I'm, I'm a girl myself. And she like came to see me. She's taken off her scrub. She's like, and I'm after ready to go home. And she was like, you know, I know how hard it is to like have this like, you know, surgery. She's like, I knew I had one myself, but she was like, I've seen people come in like yourself. So she's like, I made the made the incision as small as I could and like right on the right on the bikini line. So she's like, it won't be noticeable. And, and then I think the obviously didn't have my midwife there. The community one was like this cream for the scar. She's like, oh fade it. And I remember got being like, Callum, go buy that for me. <laughs> and like honestly, like, yeah, it was so amazing. Like to this day, like use that cream a few times. And I'm like, the scar's like almost gone. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm like fine. And like yeah, it's pretty amazing just how like how amazing they can yeah just because you find like a lot of doctors just they do their job and they don't worry about you as a person but for this doctor to come and like find you and be like you know I tried really hard to make it not so noticed most doctors are just (laughs) get the baby out yeah she was so lovely and things and yeah she asked about Jasper and I was just like oh my gosh like you're meant to be off the clock like well it's just so appreciated just those little things um so yeah so that was real reassuring and then um so we were there for that nine days at the time and then um the charge nurse was like 
mm, your address is actually Rotorua. Like we've got, you know, all these babies and day and pulling out. And so she was like, we're going to have to transfer you back to Rotorua, your DHB and things. And I was kind of like playing with them being like, can we start here? Because by then, like, yeah. we would kind of settled was, in, right? Yeah. And we just got to know the systems and the people, the nurses and a couple of other mums there. And then like, because we'd had the baby shower, like, husband's some of my husband's family were there like my family was there and then Rotorua like we're here for work and then like got our village down here but we don't have any of those family connections so we were kind of like oh like yeah so we tried to stay in North Shore for as long as we could and then it kind of got to the point where they were like there's just no space and they were like we have to because you're addressing things and so everything got transferred down and I was like I don't know how that's going to work and so we ended up doing the ambulance transfer but it was all like a precautionary thing so it was like he's fine he doesn't need anything but we're sending up like a charge nurse and things and so um yeah so on that sort of day I think it was like the last day like just before the school holidays um we left Rotorua uh North Shore Skibu and went down to Rotorua so I went in the ambulance with Jasper um at this stage he had a feeding tube he wasn't on the oxygen at this point um and yeah they sort of were checking on his heart rate and things like that but they they pretty much said to us we wouldn't transfer him if we had any concerns and so i think they'd given him that time to sort of yeah grow and get stronger and then they mm. kind of transferred him so that was reassuring because being like oh what happens if something happens you know like yeah and so that was our biggest fear but then sort of being like no we wouldn't do it unless we were you know completely reassured so yeah so we got transferred and then my husband followed us in the car um and things we did that scheduled feed on the side of the highway and we're like oh no people are going to stop and wonder what's going on but meanwhile it's like it's a medical um, emergency in this ambulance being like no just giving the baby some milk yeah i was like just feeding bubs but um yeah an amazing charge nurse that came up and she knew some of our friends down here so I was being able to have that sort of yeah chat along the way and she was really reassuring and things and then got to Rotorua and then again it was like although he was like doing fairly well at that point it was like okay like just having to get to know like a whole new environment so yeah. obviously another skaboo but like it's crazy how even some things that you like got to learn to do feeds and stuff they were even like different than what we were doing and also well, almost felt like not back to square one but sort of that okay new learning being like okay we need to like listen and pay attention and yeah figure out what what happens here um and yeah so he went there and he was in the Rotorua Skibu for I want to say three three weeks so it was about a month all up so nine days in the um and then yeah it's probably just under three weeks in one as well and so there they have um things called mothercraft rooms so there's I think there's three or four rooms that you can stay so obviously I wasn't a patient hadn't birthed him there um that's a different unit altogether but they have three rooms where right next to the skibu um super basic but I mean it's just having that base there which was really lucky um and we were again they were feeding us three meals a day. My husband and I, like, he could stay and things like that. And so we were also yeah. allowed to have visitors there. They didn't want you to bring in every, like, man and their dog. But it was good having that option um, to have sort of our parents sort of meet him and things. Yeah. Um, and they gave us our whooping cough vaccines and things while we were there. So, good. yeah. So that was that was quite, yeah, as I said, new learning curve and things. And then there he had a few drops in his oxygen. So the, or the what they call the oxygen saturation. So he did have to go back on 
the oxygen again, which was again being like, oh, we're trying to like move forward and you know, things are, like he was doing kind of well. And then it was kind of, um, so that was kind of like disheartening at the time. But again, you've got to do what they recommend um, and take their advice. And he was all, he was on the low flow at that time, and then on the caffeine as well. Yeah. So we were kind of like, that's something weird. Like we didn't know. Like, is this normal <laughs> for like babies to be on caffeine? Um. Like, but... do they just get like a shot of Red Bull through? <laughs> yeah. I was like, my husband loves coffee. Is he going to be into his coffee as well? <laughs> um. And so, but again, that was that suck, swallow, breathe. They yeah. obviously introduced like the pacifiers, the dummies, and things. Um. But yeah, and so it was just that whole new like thing, being like, okay, like. And then being like, he wasn't on it, you know, when he was first born, like, what's happened now? Is he, like, going backwards and sort of just getting that information and having those chats with the doctors and nurses? Mm. Um, so that was, yeah, I guess that was a really hard point for us being like, you know, and then again, then being like, because they were kind of, before that happened, they were like, oh, you know, like, things are looking up. Like, it doesn't, you know, if he keeps going, the rate is going, you'll be out of here, you know. And so it was kind of like, and then when that happened, we were like, oh, like, mm. it's so, Yeah as I said, disheartening on things. So that was pretty tough, but it was nice being able to have our, yeah, parents, just like not too many people, but have some of those people there to sort of support and like come and meet him. And yeah, I think his grandma like could bath him and things. So, and, but again, the amount of knowledge you learn as a first time parent on the skaboo, like it's so beneficial, like just the best way to bath them, the best way to birth them. Like no one teaches you this, like yeah. especially if you put your baby in front of you. So I was, yeah, we were really appreciative for um, the information on things and although it's not a place you want to be, like, yeah, they definitely try and make it, you know, as, yeah, they try and reassure you and as, yeah, smooth as possible for you, which is, yeah which was really nice it's definitely um yeah it's a hard place to be but to have the support that you do get in the unit to make it not feel like such a terrible place is is so nice especially you know as a first-time parent even as a second or third or fourth or twelfth time parent just to get that support from someone who's got no interest in you outside of being in that room Mm. give the information and everything like that is yeah yeah and so yeah it was we were very lucky to have that and to sort of that's what I mean yeah different rules and things being like we would love visitors at the um, yeah. North Shore and then sort of being like so yeah I had some good chats then and then yeah met some other people but I think that's kind of where people like we didn't get to bond as much with those sorts of people in there because I think we had some of our family did come down here and some of our friends and stuff so we kind of ended up leaning on sort of like our closest nearest and dearest people and so yeah we met a few people but it would have been I guess well yeah that was kind of our fault we kind of just and I think we were so invested in sort of what was happening in front of us so yeah so it would have been nice to have had more friends and things and there sort of stuff we always had chats and things but there was a lot of people that do keep to themselves and yeah obviously reasons and things so we respected that um and met a few a few people but sort of not kept as in contact as we thought we would but that's fine that's life um and yeah so it was I didn't stay every night in that mothercraft room um because yeah as I said just the whole transition of moving him down here and then settling him back home and mm. things like that um so again expressing at home taking that milk in and then being there all like as soon as I could in the morning till um 
late at night and then I did have a few nights there and try and add so as he was sort of being in there longer sort of do more of his care and do those um night feeds and there was one night where I think it was the night he went back onto oxygen that I was like I must have just looked like a zombie and I remember one of the nurses being like you've done all you can here like go home and rest you need you you look like you need your own bed yeah. and she's like we've got him like you've you've already bought your milk in she was like we'll feed him she's like I'll keep you updated and I didn't realize but um the rotary school actually got like a mother's I don't know if it's a Facebook group or like a messenger group and she actually sent me like a photo of Jasper with a little thing being like his temperature is like oh, vest has come off like yeah. this is all your milk mama like yeah it was so sweet and I remember being like oh my gosh like I when I thought she'd update me I thought she was like send me texts and things but yeah just to, like I was like so heartwarming to be like the little wow, things like, though yeah and so yeah we'd gone from sort of being like what can we do like how can we make things better and things and yeah being spending day in day out and being you know doing what's best for our son and then it was sort of like it was nice for her to acknowledge me like you know one night he, he, yeah I was not gonna like mm. stop his sort of pro progress so yeah. um yeah so that was really lovely and very thankful for them um and that care and as I said it was just that hard, hard thing and they get that every day just being like what's happening what, what can we do next and then them giving that like not set thing and different nurses giving different opinions and being like oh he needs to do this and then another mm -hmm. one being like no he's doing that he needs to do this like yeah you're like are you all on the same page yeah, like not. yeah short story <laughs> yeah and then the doctors aren't even reading the same book yeah we had two with like the baby Nick I was like opposite us with like a similar surname but they had an S on the end and it was just like so we were like this one is the one without the S like make sure it's the right baby like because they put the nose and that reminds me I haven't thought about this for ages but in our unit we had a few um Indian babies oh yeah of course they've all got like the same surname or specific surname so they had to like on the in the fridge like in the fridge they had to write like special things on the milk so that they yeah they had a sticker to be like this baby has a similar name to another patient or something yeah <laughs> just the little think, things like that yeah I think we had it was a duplicate name and it was like not the same but it was so close and mm. so I was like I don't know anyone else like I mean yeah it's not that like super common but it's not super uncommon but it's just funny because we were like what are the odds and then of course both the babies or boys had a similar like saying the letter of the initial like first initial so we're like oh this is just yeah. like I was just like looking in the fridge being like okay even I'm tired make sure I put it on the right track <laughs> I was like oh my gosh like yeah and so it was just paying that attention we had a bit of a chuckle with that family it was quite funny so um yeah so it was cool as I said trying to make those connections but I wish I was thinking this like after we got like obviously discharged from school like wouldn't it be beneficial having like a paper booklet of just like what the different acronyms or different things mean like mm -hmm. what is CPAP what is EBM like, I, I didn't know this they don't teach you this no yeah. one gives you this information unless you've been in a neonatal unit you yeah, don't yeah. and you experience this firsthand you don't know this like it would be so beneficial like even though each case and each baby's you know has their own individual needs and things but being like having just sort of that like information of being like okay or they'll say something you could be like right oh that's right you know like to refer yeah. back to um so that would be super super helpful but yeah I don't think I don't know if that ever happened but it'll just be something to them to consider yeah yeah for sure um but yeah so that was kind of 
but yeah North Shore's very like done up and like quite flash and things like they've got the sort of office in the middle and like it's like all glass and the like incubators and things all around it where Rotary was like was going through the renovation so it was like there was like a desk and then there was like walls between and it was like to go from sort of one that was sort of like all done up and flash and go like but as I said it didn't it didn't affect sort of the care or anything it was just like okay like having to get used to different surroundings and things yeah um, yeah and things but then we were lucky to have the mother craft rooms and things so there was like pros and cons to both like I wouldn't say one was better than the other but I guess we spent longer in one so we'll probably know more about that one but it was as long as it was there to help Jasmine to sort of yeah sort of progress him and his feeding and growing that was the main thing and yeah sort of yeah the oxygen and things I'm glad you guys had a really straightforward um journey with him I know that you said that maybe you thought the dates were wrong for him yeah so um so with his date so they thought he so when he was born he was 33 five but I remember I was saying this so our midwife was saying like one set of dates and sort of his estimated due date and then the sonographer was saying like no like is this and so they actually don't think he was um six weeks early like he initially was and our, and then when he was in North Shore Hospital um and he sort of came out then they had one of the top pediatricians go around and he was like that's not like a 30 34 weeker like that mm-hmm. you know all with his measurements and obs and so he was like no so they think he was closer to three weeks early not actually right. six weeks and so we were like we didn't know that was a thing but I mean it makes sense because like when they sort of gave us our first yeah due date we were like that doesn't really like add up with our days like it yeah, was like yeah how does this work and so when they sort of re-looked at it and things and, the, and he was like no nah, it would be yeah this and we were kind of like oh that makes more sense um but yeah because so it was kind of crazy how that sort of happened and because we yeah obviously prepared we're like nah fourth of august and then he came on the 21st of June so it was like whoa like how does this work and as I said no we don't know anyone else who had been through this um yeah and during my c-section they said that um even though there was nothing else I could have done like there was nothing that triggered it or anything they think it was the placenta eruption as well because they were like it yeah everything led to this mm. um and so it was yeah again not knowing that and sort of what was happening and then sort of it catching it early and knowing that we did the right thing by getting checked out and things could have gone but anyway he he came home in a straight like no issues or anything like that uh so he did come home on the oxygen but again it was a low flow and it was like 20 miles and then they put it down to 10 miles like it was very precaution that like that they took like my friends are like neonatal nurse in Auckland and she's like that often wouldn't send a baby home on that small amount um so we were kind of like yeah so at first we were like oh like how do we do this like again we don't know what to expect on things and I didn't realize babies could go home like feeding tubes or like mm. full oxygen that that was an option um and so it wasn't sort of the ideal but then they had an influx of babies and they were like look like he's his yeah he was getting stronger and growing and feeding well and so they were like the only other thing was that and so I think if he was in a bigger hospital he probably wouldn't have gone home or anything but it was just them taking all the precautions and so I was really glad for that but also being like oh like what happens if this we end up back here and then within like a week I think it was less than a week like five days we had sort of the nurses come and check him and be like check those oxygen saturations and he ended up doing doing really well and then being like we don't even need to do another SATS test. He um, 
yeah, he's ready to come off it and just that being like, yes, we've, you know, we've tried everything and it's worked out and we kept him on it for that time. And then, yeah, because it was, he was always breathing on his own, but it was just mm. a shallow breathing. Mm. So getting that sort of deeper breathing um, and watching his chest rise and fall a bit more and hear it when you're sort of near him yeah. rather than just sort of like, is he breathing? Um, so yeah, because that was one thing, seeing those drops sort of in the hospital being like, oh, and just they flipped, but then they'd stay down for a bit longer. And so that's why it was more just to be on the safe side, I think. But we appreciate that. Like, yeah, as I said, it was something, an extra precaution they took, but it ended up working out, I think, for the better and sort of, yeah, in touch wood, he's had like no effects from that, which has been, yeah. Um, so we've been really lucky with with that and sort of, yeah, just sort of thinking about so in the future, if we were, yeah, not just yet, but in the, um, if we were to have another baby, like, yeah, look at sort of, a midwife who aligns more with our sort of yeah, yeah. <laughs> way forward and probably is a bit more sort of attentive and not just a name and number not yeah. like she was lovely but someone who's a bit more attentive and took sort of those things um health needs and considerations a bit more um into thought and um so, yeah gave us our a copy of our notes and mm. um paper or electronic um and sort of probably would get yeah closer monitoring things but i yeah i've made friends with so we do it weekly space group mums and bobs pilates class now and he loves looking at the big big older kids as such um and sort of meeting those sort of milestones and things and I think he just wants to join join them and yeah, do, yeah. Um, move a bit more which is cool um and then I actually met a mum at one of those and she was like oh my first pub was was um prem and came early and she's like but I've just had the second um pregnancy and she was like and it was a like as much of a dream as it could be but she was like it's a full term and so she's like don't let this impact you and think that just because this has happened once and you know she was like you didn't you know and to hear that from the medical point of view as well that like there was nothing could have done differently there's nothing I did wrong because yeah um and to be like okay you know this is it's just as it's happened and that's that's one of the things out of our control and then being like okay let's yeah sort of so have that positive mindset as well but um Yes, that was that was reassuring. Nice to hear and sort of have that person to sort of share that because that's the only sort of what someone we've come across that we know. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, so I know was there great. was um, four mums I made friends with when I was on the unit that we all had hmm. cream babies for you know different reasons, um, and all of us have gone on to have more yeah. children that have all been full term. So it's yeah. very likely that you can make it. Yeah so that's that's okay. reassuring yeah it's not it's not something that you think about continuously but it's, I guess it's in the back of your mind being like yeah if this has happened once yeah. like what are the possibilities it could happen again and when you and are pregnant again and you know getting to that getting to that gestation again mm. can be quite yeah, can be quite nerve-wracking and quite an anxious yeah. time but to yeah to have a midwife that is reassuring for you yeah it's super important and, super and you can be at the birth or things like that I mean that was our thing being in Auckland wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, but we're thankful we were in a bigger more resources because yeah. I think it happened down here and it was just so like they didn't know with the sort of interesting health and things like yeah not so straightforward as like everyone else they were kind of like oh so I think it would have ended up being illiterate or something so I'm forever grateful that if he was going to come early my husband was back from yeah from his contract overseas and it just all was like the one weekend that, like, like, we had that aligned, eh? to be like yeah. the perfect time for him to be born 
yeah and for him to my husband to be in between jobs and actually have that time to spend like as I said if it was like a week or two earlier I don't even think hubby would have been in the country so it was like yeah um yeah and just knowing that yeah these times are tough but I'm sort of knowing that things like every cloud has a silver lining and I know how cheesy that sounds but sort of just and that's the thing even though there's so many days I look back on photos and things and be like yeah that sh- that that gig was tough like there was so much learning and so much that I know and not knowing you know how we was going to move forward and progress but sort of knowing that we did everything we could and it was yeah just the reassuring and just watching him grow now and move and yeah and this little personality shine through is like so mm. so precious so in the scheme of things yeah. it's just the blip it doesn't feel like it yeah like you're sitting in that room and you're like I am gonna die in this freaking room yeah look back now and even feels... he's like eight months old and even it'll, yeah. it'll seem like a lifetime ago and that's the thing like at the time you're like oh my gosh like day and day out like how like it feels like so long and like even now I was like I had to like look back and be like, like how long do we actually spend yeah. in there? How long? Cause I it was almost like, feels oh, like a like, fever dream. Like we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like, oh, it was just like, you just had to do it, you know, just to, you know, get in here. And then it was like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's such a bizarre thing. And trying to explain to people or they're like, my baby was early and things. And they're like, by like a week or two, yeah. and you're like, have I got a story for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or people that so, are like, yeah. they don't understand the corrected and actual so they say like yeah. oh my baby is you know three weeks old actual but two weeks corrected mm-hmm. <laughs> not how that works yeah and even to this day like I'm like yeah he's eight months like 21st of June so he must be and then I'm like but then people like the corrected thing and I'm like so yeah it's kind of confusing because you're trying to explain it to people and it's and even given in that time sort of thing being like he was due to come obviously later like as I said with the dates and stuff getting mixed up and so it was kind of being like okay like he doesn't need to be doing this at this exact just when he turns you know and sort of giving him that leeway and sort of being like he doesn't have to be doing exactly what June maybe is for example but um he's pretty inquisitive and he's very determined and things <laughs> he knows what he wants and he's just yeah he's like a champ and yeah again being in the Cebu like honestly so like lucky thankful for that sleeping routine like can sleep through anything that boy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it turns so, like that um, as well like you could put them down on a on the floor and if they were tired, yeah. they'd fall asleep but Angus has always been a crap sleeper and like it has to be like the perfect environment. He has to have yeah. specific white noise and everything. Yeah, and everyone's like, how do you do it? Like, and I'm like, oh, you don't really want it. But I was like, I honestly think it's from the lights and the beeping and the yeah. machines and people talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, crazy time to look back on and explain to him and show him photos one day and explain. And that your first ride was in an ambulance, yeah. not a car. Like the stories for his twenty first and things being like it wasn't quite, but then yeah, just forever thankful for the medical team and kudos to them. I don't know how they do it, yeah, their jobs and things, but yeah, I think that's much the main thing. I think I'm so glad that um you guys are all doing well now and. You know, like I say, hopefully if there's next time, it turns out to be this yeah. beautiful full-term birth. I hope you don't go overdue because apparently that's horrific too. Oh, I have had that. So some people wish it would just come. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for chatting with me and for sharing your story. It was so lovely talking to you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me and your little cuties. <laughs> so that was um, Maddie's story with Jasper. Um, obviously... A lot happened between 
between when she had um, her waters break and actually giving birth to Jasper. So kind of a drawn out process for her, but they had a very, a very straightforward um, caboose day and Maddie had nothing but positive things to say about both of the units that she was in. So hopefully next time they decide to have a baby, they will get the full term experience that so many of us desire. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much again to Maddie for sharing her story with us and we will chat again soon. Bye.